the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to Bob Bernie Live. It's the five o'clock hour on a Thursday afternoon. And my telephone number is eight. 8- 77 Bob Live 877 262 5483. Hopefully, I've passed on a lot of encouraging news to you today. There's a lot of encouraging news about COVID. Um, the experts, <laughs> you know, we have no idea when and when we can actually trust them or believe them. But uh, for the first time in a long time, the experts are saying, hey, we think this thing's going to peak. It looks like the worst is over. Uh, this thing uh, came on very suddenly, and it could go away very suddenly, like it did in South Africa. Uh, there's a lot of other good news. The the Omicron variant, uh, if you get it, you are 91% less likely to die. Uh, than with the Delta. So, you know, and we knew that from the very beginning. It's not nearly, nearly, nearly as fatal. Um, and, well, anyway, I, I, th- I think I've given you quite a bit of good news today. This story is not really good news, and um, it troubles me, and, and it should trouble you as well, although there is some... Common sense reasoning in this story. What is it? Here's the headline. Record levels of pastors, more than half, that's comma, record levels of pastors, more than half of mainline preachers seriously considering quitting. Here's the story, and then I'll make some commentary on it. As more pastors report struggling with their overall well-being Amid the COVID-19 pandemic, record numbers of them, including more than half of preachers in mainline Protestant churches, are now seriously considering leaving full-time ministry, a new study from the Barna Group shows. The study released on Tuesday of this week was conducted October 12th through the 28th, so It's far worse now. This was back in October, just released. I have no idea why it took them so long. But anyway, it found that nearly four out of every 10 pastors, 38% of all of the pastors surveyed, said they are, quote, seriously considering leaving full-time ministry. Uh, This indicates a significant jump. Because just in January, it was 29%. Now, this is January of last year, not this year. 
A year ago in January, 29% of pastors said, hey, I'm going to hang it up, I'm going to quit, I'm leaving the ministry. And I believe you and I talked about this a year ago, that 29% of pastors said, hey, I'm discouraged, I want to quit, I want out of here, I, I want to leave the ministry. So it has gone from 29% to 38%. That is a very significant increase. Then it is broken down between mainline and non-mainline. Now, they don't use these terms, but it would be like evangelical and liberal. Because let's face it, all of the mainline Protestant denominations have gone to the left. They have gone liberal. There are no exceptions anymore. For quite a while, the United Methodists were the exception. No longer uh, they have followed the path of the other mainline denominations. So this is the difference between the liberals who reject the authority of Scripture and the non-mainline. I'm not sure who all that represents. Evangelicals? I don't know. Non-mainline. But when it's broken down into mainline, the liberals— And non-mainline, it reveals that 51% of mainline pastors are seriously considering leaving full-time ministry. Over half of all mainline Protestant pastors in America are saying, I'm going to get out of here. I'm leaving. 34% of non-mainline pastors reporting the same. Now, that's troubling, 34% of non-mainline. But look at the difference, 51% versus 34%. Very dramatic difference statistically. Well, it's not difficult to understand the difference. The mainline Protestant pastors have no idea what they believe. They don't have a rock. They don't have a foundation. They do not have absolute truth to hang on to. Their feet are firmly grounded in midair. Because none of them, I don't believe, would adhere to the doctrine that says the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God. We have a Word from God that is true. Every single Word. We can depend upon it. We can trust it. We can stake our lives on the truth of the Word of God. But they don't have that. They don't have that. Hey, now listen. Conservative Bible-believing evangelical pastors get discouraged as well and feel like quitting. I was a pastor for 25 years, and I have to admit, there were several times I just wanted to hang it up and wanted to quit. I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. And I think that 
that is true for most conservative Bible-believing pastors. Of course they get discouraged and feel like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to hang up. But they don't. Most of them do not. Where on the other hand, and, and it's because they have truth. They have a rock. They have an anchor in their relationship with Christ and their belief and trust in the absolute authority of Scripture. On the other hand, you've got the mainline Protestant pastors who are just drifting. They don't know what parts of the Bible are true and what parts are not. They don't know what parts to believe and what parts not to believe. And so, if they don't have solid, rock-solid foundation in Scripture to give to their congregation, how can they have that rock-solid foundation for themselves? And the truth is, they don't. That's why it's so important, folks, that you put your full faith and trust not in any politician, not in any government, none, but in Jesus Christ and his word. By the way, have you been in the book yet today? Today, have you been in the book yet today? If not, don't go to bed tonight without spending time in the book every day. Every day. Hey, Alan Westerville will come to you when we return. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live and welcome to Al in Westerville, the one and only, the inimitable Alan Westerville. Hey, Al, welcome. Greetings, Bob. And I see it's almost time for the double secret probation time to come in at about 5.30. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just about. Just about. (laughs) Until February, and then we get our full day back. Well, two two more weeks. Can you believe that it's almost a month past Christmas? I cannot believe how time... No, I can't. I can't. Lies. Oh. Hey, you're... um, Real quick, you were mentioning uh, pastors leaving the um, leaving the ministry and everything yeah. else. Did that take into account pastors who are leaving full time vocational after a long period of uh, period of time, like about thirty, close to forty years, but moving into a uh, a, a different phase of their of their ministry. The reason the reason I uh, I asked that is a, a very good friend of mine. In fact, you even interviewed him, uh, Doctor Edmund Bezego. Uh, he's stepping down from full time ministry and he's he's moving into a um, different phase of min, of ministry. And I was just wondering if that uh, that Barnes well, study included from, pastors like that. From the way I read it. 
it was discouragement. They okay. honed in on leaving because of discouragement. COVID, whatever, they just couldn't take it anymore. They just wanted out. There was no indication that it took into account those that are retiring, moving into other areas of ministry, and so forth. I could be wrong on that, but that's that's the way I read okay. it. I was curious about that. You know, the reason I called is uh, is I, I, I hate to I, I truly hate to mention the man's name and talk ill about about him. But uh, Joe Biden, I think Joe Biden is is channeling Richard Nixon. I mean, he went and he gave a speech the other day, whereby if you don't agree with him, you are the equivalent of Bull Connors and the traitorous Jefferson Davis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that reminds me of uh, Nixon's enemies list. I think LBJ had one. Not sure about Ronald Reagan, but you know that is so troubling. I mean, a year ago, you know, you know, Joe's, Joe is trying to make it as he's a big unifier. We're going to bring the country together. We're going to be happy, and we're going to fight COVID. And, but but it's but it's not happening, and it just keeps getting worse and worse, and it's spiraling downhill. And I looked at some other figures, poll numbers for however you want to look at them, and uh, his poll numbers are worse than Jimmy Carter's, and they're ex- and they're below Nixon's. Yeah. Nixon left. Yeah, and I know. Left. Well, one of the words that I would never associate with Donald Trump would be unifier. Uh, there are many words, positive words, that I could associate with Trump, but unifier would not be one of them. Oh, but, I mean, he was a bull out of China shot. Sure he was. And he was, at times, divisive. But Joe Biden, in one year, has caused far, far more division in America than Donald Trump did in four years. He is the divider-in-chief, and that voting rights speech down in Atlanta was one of the most strident, uh, divisive, partisan speeches in modern political history. And you're right. It's a page out of some of the divisive stuff from the past. If you don't agree with me, you are the enemy. Not only of me, you're the enemy of America if you don't agree with me. And and even Democrats, even Democrats are saying, "Eh, you know, he went a little too far on that. Yeah. But you know, it's it smacks as Joe McCarthy. In, in uh, yes, How yes. Now, I didn't think of McCarthy, but yes, yes, it does. It does smack of McCarthy. And it's like, like what, what is happening to this country? And you know, I there's there, there are so many others out there in alt media, the Christian right, the Christian left left media, right media, and everything else. But the, the more I keep, the more I look and see and study and look, it looks like it's more and more counting down to, uh, as Dr. E.V. Hill said said when I heard him speak, Jesus is going to come back, and he's not happy. <laughs> I'm working, Ali. It's interesting you brought that up. I'm working on a sermon. I'm not real far along on it, and that bothers me because I should be further. Uh, the donkey and the horse. The difference 
between how Jesus entered Jerusalem on the donkey and the next time we're going to see him. The next time we see him, he is not going to be meek and mild Jesus riding on a donkey. He is going to be ferocious Jesus riding on a white horse, uh, which is which is going to absolutely shock many of the liberals because of their impression of Jesus. You know, the liberals think Jesus floated around on a cloud, you know, bless you, bless you, bless you. And they have not read... Revelation chapter 1, where John has a vision of the resurrected Christ, and when he sees the vision, he doesn't run up and, you know, put a big wet kiss on Jesus' cheek. He falls on his face as if he were dead because of the presence of the resurrected Christ. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll let you know when I get that sermon ready. Send it to me. I'd like to read it, Bob, or you can hear it. <laughs> All right, Al. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a great evening. All right, my number eight seven seven Bob Live. Uh, I tried to get into this really, really quick because I want to get it in before our AM listeners leave us. Uh, they do that at five thirty this month. Listen to this headline: Satanic Temple to host after school Satan Club at elementary school in Illinois. The school is Jane Addams Elementary School in Illinois. And if you walk the halls of Jane Addams Elementary School in Illinois, you will see posters like the one I am looking at, the Satanic Temple After School Satan Club. Hey, kids, let's have fun at After School Satan Club. Yes, the school has confirmed the news media that they have given approval for the Satan Club to meet in the school after school because religious-affiliated groups are among those allowed to rent our facilities for a fee. We have come to the place where evil has been eradicated. No, not the presence of evil, the word evil. We can no longer call evil, evil. Can't do that. This is shocking that an elementary school is willing to expose their students to Satan. This is a satanic temple. And again, I'm I'm looking at the, the poster and it's an open invitation to all of the skids. Hey, kids, let's have fun at After School Satan Club. Uh, Yeah, this is how far we have gone. All right, quick break. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.